0: Art is not what you see, but what you make others see And that famous quote is certainly true When it comes to the account of countryside artist Lucy Gray Or as you may all know her, Doodlin' Lucy Yes, in this month's special I'm at home with Doodlin' Lucy Talking all about how she came full circle And ended up back home in the Cotswolds Although art has always been her passion, Lucy began her social media account during lockdown, and her business has taken on a life form of its own ever since. But this is much more than just doodling. Lucy is using her platform to raise awareness of British farming, mental health, and sustainability. And it's also great to talk about championing small businesses and women in rural areas. I am so excited for you to hear this podcast, so I strongly urge you to take some time out after the chaos of Christmas to sit down with me Emily Ashworth, The Farmer's Guardian's Features Editor, with a cup of tea, and listen to this fantastic episode. Right, let's just start with, obviously, your background, because although you're not, you know, you're not, immediate family is not from a farming background, you know, you do have, you have definite farming blood in there.
1: Yes, yeah. So, um... I think the main link, I would say, is through my grandfather, who we call, this is classic, we call him Papa. I don't know, lots of people, um, you know, the first cousin couldn't say grandpa or granddad, so it started off Papa and then we would call him Papa. But yeah, so he grew up on a cider farm down in Devon. um, And they've been creating, it's actually really, their history is so interesting. So they've been creating cider now for nearly 400 years. Um, so he and his brothers grew up there. Um, so that was, yeah, the first link. And then, uh, well, I say first, but obviously my family's been farming there for nearly 400 years. Uh, he moved to Hampshire, uh, where he um, ran an arable and beef yeah, an beef farm and they've got sheep now. I don't know when the sheep were introduced, so he might have been doing sheep as well, um, which is where my dad grew up. So my dad and my uncle and aunties grew up there uh, and that is still within the family as well. My uncle has that farm today and um, even though my dad didn't decide to do farming, he um, moved away slightly, but we grew up in the Cotswolds, which is, you know, really heavily farming. So. I've got many aunties and uncles who farm and I spent all my childhood on those farms with my cousins so it's kind of like yeah second nature really Um, and I never really thought about it all the farming links until you know the last five or six years so yeah that's my link my predominant link with farming.
0: And are you still in the same area now? Is that where you live?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, um, yeah, so I grew up in the Cotswolds and then went off to university in Liverpool. So yeah, I went up north. Um, That was my sort of city life. And it was at university that I realised just how much um, I had a link with the countryside and how much... um, I appreciated the green spaces, you know, I'd be going off for walks when I could and I'd go around Sefton Park and things like, I just need some green space like, it's, you know, it's my calling really. Um, And I came back home after university, I did some travelling, but I realised like, no, I I want to be in the countryside, I appreciate it so much more and the the quieter pace of life. so yeah, I'm surrounded. I'm very at the moment. I'm very very remote. I don't even know if you could call it a hamlet. <laughs> there's only there's hardly any hardly any houses, but it is still very much a farming link. Um, yeah, my, when my friends come from the city, they're always just like, I can't believe this is where you live and things. But yeah, very a big agricultural link where I live now.
0: I love that though because you know you you do hear this like story quite a lot of you don't realise mm. how lucky you are living in you know, such a beautiful area of the country, you know, when you are out in the countryside, and you can go away and you can do all these wonderful things, you can see the world, but I guess it's that sentiment of, you know, home is always where the you know
1: where the heart is where the heart is yeah yeah and it's something that I just never appreciated as a child and it wasn't and I think you this is why I think it's so important sometimes to leave where you live because um it wasn't until I moved away and it wasn't until I went traveling and saw you know different walks of life that I was like oh my goodness I'm so I'm so thankful for where I live and I'm so lucky for where I live and where I grew up and and when I and I've written it down in blogs and things and it really does sound like something straight out of an Eden Blyton book my childhood sort of you know and I'm, I'm sure many people who grew up on farms say the same. We did things like, um, I don't know, picnics in the pig meadow, and we'd have cousins camping where we would be, you know, we'd set up tents in one of the fields and we'd do all that kind of thing and going down the stream. Although, whenever we were sort of going down the stream, I would always be the one who would get a boot full and I'd always be the one who would have to be taken home crying. <laughs> so I do feel <laughs> I sorry for my sisters like that. Yeah, it does, yeah. I'd always be the one who fell over in the mud or something. but it wasn't until I'm older and I'm looking back and I was like, actually, you know, I was so, I was so lucky to have that. And I, and I think, um, it's a nice thing to appreciate it. And, and I know another day goes by that. I don't go for a walk and I think how lucky. And, and I think that's where that definitely the link with my business, um, and how it's so important to appreciate, um, the farmers and whoever, who upkeep the, the countryside, because that's the reason that I get to enjoy it the way I do is because there's people looking after it. Um, yeah, so I think that's that's definitely a link there.
0: So I can quite clearly see now, you know, that linear um, narrative running through from your childhood to where you are now. So mm. for anyone who doesn't know, you've obviously set up this amazing account called Doodling Lucy, which is... Um, mm-hmm. the, the core of it is obviously you creating this amazing artwork in, in various forms, but all inspired by the British countryside. Do you want to yeah. just tell people a little bit about that journey? Because obviously... Um, you didn't actually study art or
1: anything, did you? And how did Lucy started? Interesting one. So I was always very much art based throughout the whole of school. I only ever wanted to do art. I was always in the art um, rooms, even at lunchtime, even after school. I'd be in there mainly. Well, not mainly. I love art, obviously, but I could listen to my iPod. It was the only lesson that you <laughs> had to listen to your iPods so and be in there, switching off, being able to do my art. And it was something that I always wanted to do, but I was told that um, not told, but I think. When you're at school you're kind of made to believe that it's very difficult to get a job um within the design um, sector and you know there's no money in that and i went off and did uh my art foundation year which if you want to study it at university you have to do and i just i don't know what it was i just lost the motivation and i lost the love for it and i just felt like do you know what i'm not i don't want to do further my education in art so i went back and thought what else can i do and i And I really enjoyed psychology as well. Um, so I went and studied psychology at the University of Liverpool, um, but the art never stopped. Like that was my hobby, that was my passion. It was, you know, every birthday I would hand create someone birthday card or any. I can remember like any excuse to make a card. I'd be making a card. One of my uni friends broke up with her boyfriend, and I made her <laughs> like heartbreak a heartbreak card. I, I'm so sorry. To <laughs> yeah, a heartbreak card or this kind of thing. Um, Yeah. So I'd always be making cards, and then I think it just got. To, I got to third year, and I was doing my. Uh, finals and I was just like I need some sort of creative outlet because all this academic work um, is just getting to me I need something so I created this Instagram account but I was terrible I wasn't going to tell anyone it was just my little like project Um, I didn't tell any of my friends and I was just uploading illustrations it wasn't cards or anything and then I can't remember if they found it on Discover or what but this account started to build and people were following it and then my friends said oh what's this doodling lucy and i picked doodling lucy just because i was like well it needs to be i don't want to be drawing with lucy what's another word for drawing what's another word for illustration doodling uh yeah so i created this account and then it just started to snowball from there uh so that was back in 2016 um and then I start when I came back from university I started working my local pub and they saw this account and they said oh you should be why don't you try selling cards and things and people were asking you know why don't you sell cards yeah so I was selling cards in my local pub just on the on the bar um and then where are we? Yeah, so that was just sort of just this thing in the background. It was never really what I was going to do. But when I came back from my traveling, I was like, okay, now what? Like I need to think about what my career is going to be. Um, and I was working in a coffee shop and I was sort of working on it. It had, beg- it had got to the point where I had an Etsy shop, um, which is sort of like an eBay, but for creative, for you know, a shop to be able to sell your, your stuff on. Um, and then... The horror of 2020 happened which was lockdown and I got put on furlough from the coffee shop and that was just where it sort of not necessarily exploded but it went from there having that time allowed me to focus on it as if it was a full-time business yeah. and I haven't really looked back since yeah it's right. kind of all gone from there so it all sort of happened I don't want to say it happened by accident but it wasn't what I was expecting to do with my life at all but it's just been this amazing journey
0: and I think there's like, there's a few things there really number one you know that's very similar to people who want to go into farming you know you get told these things at school and actually why mm. aren't we helping children and kids like pursue their passions because that's yeah. where success you know it's not going to happen in every case but that's where success happens when you're given the tools and you give the mm. direction and support so that's that's the first thing um because you've yeah. just come full circle anyway to be honest
1: yeah, I know, I know. I've ended i sort of had this detour through psychology, but actually I've come back to where I was meant to be. Um and I don't know where I would have been. I'm really glad that I did do that degree and I don't regret it at all. But yeah. had I gone and done an illustration degree, who knows where I'd be now. But yeah, it's funny you should say that because I do, unless you're from a farming background, unless you've been grown up on a farm, you never it's not spoken about, is it? It's not how, how do you get into it? And I I see this on Instagram a lot. I don't I wouldn't know the best way to start i mean you have to have the confidence maybe to go up into a farm and say look i'd love to have some work experience but it is it's not spoken about at school at all we never spoke about it at school nothing no So uh, yeah it's it's something that needs to be encouraged i think you need to be encouraged to to pursue your passion and then you realize that actually there are ways of making money from it and it is you know and and it doesn't have to be lots of money it just needs to be enough that you are happy and you can live off it i think that's that's another thing we're sort of made to believe that you have to be doing all these sort of things when actually no if you've got the drive and you've got the passion for it you can you can live off it so um... and
0: the other side of that is um you know covid you're completely right it, it was a horror it was a horrible few years and i actually feel like we're probably only just coming out of it this feels like the first normal christmas really to to me yeah anyway. but also through that you know that period of time how lovely that you know these glimmers of like hope and you know like come out of it all you know you mm. wouldn't ha- have had that opportunity maybe if that you know the pandemic hadn't happened
1: mm. I know and I and I, I don't want to say I want to hold, I hold guilt over it but so many it was such an awful time mm. and so many businesses struggled throughout it but there are there are there were plus sides to it I mean not just the business side of it but I, again I fell in love with where I lived me, me yeah. and my sister I mean I've lived I lived where my parents were for sort of 26, 27 years, on and off. And there were so many footpaths that I'd never explored until lockdown. And we, we went and, you know, explored all these different footpaths and saw the countryside and the whole new light. So, yeah, it was horrendous. And we, I look back on it now like, God, those Doesn't years Doesn't feel are real. Weird. But... <laughs> doesn't feel like do you remember that time when we yeah. got told to stay inside and just not leave a house and we all just did it really weird but um no yes yeah, so that that was it was a, a plus side for me and it, it gave me the time I think that was it. Yeah. it gave us all a lot of time which is a good and a bad thing but for me it was definitely a positive thing so um so yeah. let's
0: go back to where you said you know it kind of exploded because it's in you know I think that's actually the perfect way because do you want to just you know, tell us how many followers you've got on Instagram now.
1: Uh, I haven't checked it. I think it's like fifteen. I think it's like fifteen thousand two hundred. It might have gone up to three hundred. I don't know. I don't know the exact number. Fifteen point
0: three right now at this moment in Ooh. time. I mean, that's incredible.
1: That blows my mind that people are that interested. <laughs> it blows my mind well, that fifteen thousand people. I have yeah. to say
0: that, like, I do sit there. And once you start watching a video of you creating this image or, you know, creating whatever it is you're creating, mm. I do find myself then like however long later and I've 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 got to the end and I feel so Watch much go. better for it. Yeah. Like I just love
1: <laughs> I love watching how you create it. Mm. I think yeah, I think people enjoy seeing the process of things. Yeah. And even just and for me and it's funny because for me i'm sat here on my own like i live alone so i sat here on my own and i'm talking to a screen and yeah. it's almost sometimes difficult to connect with the fact that you know i 1,000, 2,000 people are seeing it on my stories but um no people do really like seeing the process of it even the boring sides for me where i'm sort of scanning it into my scanning my artwork into my computer or they love to see that sort of thing but also i find that um people enjoy seeing the countryside and and where i live and the way of life and i've i've had people who you know i've had people who live in sheffield or who live in manchester and things like that and they say like, like it's my sort of all london it's my sort of countryside escape being able yeah. to watch your stories and see it and 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 as an educational tool as well i think people find it quite interesting in an educational sense but um yeah it definitely it definitely blows my mind i think it was something like you can Google stadiums and I think, it's, I think it's like the Bath Rugby Stadium. I could fill the Bath Rugby Stadium with the people who follow me and that just, it's yeah, incredible. scared me a little bit. Yeah, it, it is. It's such an achievement.
0: Yeah, about so social terrible. media as well. I mean, you're in farming as well, like, it, it's the same kind of story, really. You know, all of a sudden mm. social media exploded for the rural community and we've really, really harnessed it and it's, you know, as... Mm. On the occasion there's obviously a negative side to it but actually the the positivity that we get out of it and the stories that we can tell um, and look you know what it's done for your business we need to really harness the power mm. of social media because it's so important in times like these to be able to connect especially when we've just come out mm. of time like I
1: right. said when nobody could connect so yeah definitely and i think for farming especially it for so many people they have no connection to it so even if they just uh, follow one farming account I've learned I mean I would say like I said I've got this family background in farming and I lived in an agricultural uh, village you know and I see it all the time but there's so many things that I didn't know about which I've learned through Instagram and through following um, farming accounts and and all these sort of things and it's an educational tool and it helps to, it helps to close that gap between sort of consumer and and farming and and make you realize like no actually they do, you know that's happening and that's the reality of it so no i think instagram is a tool and not just instagram all sort of forms of social media like you said highs and lows definitely highs and lows but for for me and for a lot of people it's been an amazing tool and educational definitely
0: do you get just out of interest do you get any negativity directed towards you
1: um no I haven't I it's one of the it's one of these things that I'm very conscious about Mm. um that there are certain ways and certain things that happen in the countryside which people which can upset people yeah um so I am wary of that and sharing you know sharing enough that it's educational and stuff but also I don't want to say protecting myself I'm terrified of getting a troll or something like that and I know lots of people do yeah well, a legitimate fear. <laughs> yeah, I'm very, very lucky in the sense that I haven't had anything. I think I've had one or two comments which I've literally just sort of brushed over. Um, and I've done illustrations recently in my most recent calendar, which I was a little bit, not worried about, but because because my business is about showing the true countryside and the true, you know, what's going on and that kind of thing. Um, so I've just kind of had to say to myself, do you know what, you can't please everyone. And the feedback from that illustration people loved so I was like, do you know what? If it has to get to the point where I am like, Lucy, do you know, do, stay true to yourself and show what it's like in the countryside because educational is key. Then, then do that. But no, otherwise, luckily I haven't had any negativity, and everyone's just so nice. The farming and the agricultural community, I think that probably makes up about sixty or seventy percent of my followers, are just so kind. Everyone's always been so nice to me, and yeah, I've never had any issues. But I mean, as the account grows you never know what people are going to find or people there's always going to you know, you're always going to get people who don't necessarily agree with what you're doing just have to sort of get on with it
0: let's talk about then the inspiration of the British countryside because i think yeah. you said something nice before as well you know people in these major cities everybody wants a slice of the countryside so you know mm. you're able to give them that in in terms of what you do on your doodle and lucy account but what is it you know mm-hmm. what is it you love about the british countryside what what inspires you most can you maybe take us through a little bit of how you go about creating um images and things like that because you know there's nothing for example you know going out into the countryside for a walk on a spring day like you can completely can see how that would you know then you would go home and, and create something mm. from that what, what what do you love about it and how does that process work
1: yeah and it's funny you should mention spring because spring for me again when I was a child I never really noticed the um changing of seasons but when I came back from university I remember the first year I came back and I saw the seasons change and I was just like where it like oh my god why have I not been noticing this before yeah. you know when it when the when you can hear the birds for the first time and um the daffodils are coming up that is just, I mean, I'm not really a winter fan. so <laughs> For me, that's a huge, that's a huge inspiration. Um, but yeah, and I, I find that even just driving around, I'm just driving around these tiny, you know, con- tiny country lanes. I'm like, this is just beautiful. Um, but yeah, I'm very lucky. So I live in the Cotswolds. It's very hilly around me as well. So it, it creates beautiful landscapes. Um uh and i've got a, one of my favorite places the viewpoint where i can just see for miles um but yeah my inspiration yeah comes from everywhere really and it comes from um yeah, mainly sort of going out and walks but also it's also what i see other people are, are listening you know that's why i follow so many other accounts because they um post pictures you know i've I'm unfortunately never been to uh yorkshire or the lakes i really need to go up to the lakes but i mean that looks stunning you definitely um, do definitely yes i know and i need and i really really want to um i really want so something i'm thinking about maybe for 2023 is doing sort of farm visits i would start with my family farms but i'd love to go and see other farms um and i don't know if i'm going to be in the country for lambing time which is annoying but i'd love to see that kind of thing and and sort of the circle of life as well like again in the spring when you're walking around the fields and you're seeing all the lambs in the fields and it's it's there's constant inspiration constant so and it's because it's forever changing i think the british countryside it doesn't say the same and and the fact that we have these seasons which i sometimes don't like like winter but um the seasons are such a big inspiration the change of that so yeah and i just um, i mean i've been i've traveled to a lot of places and i'm still my heart always comes back to the british countryside yeah. i just love it
0: do you know what i think's nice um, as well is that you know you can you can be in london and obviously you've got um The iconic Big Ben or London Bridge but actually and this kind of I thought this before when you were saying about you know you you were describing your childhood it was almost like a children's book out of uni Blyton or something Mm. the the British countryside in itself is iconic like you go you Mm. go to the lakes it's iconic Yorkshire Dales it's iconic Cotswolds it's iconic like we really do do forget that
1: we do, and I don't think, and I, and I. This is another reason why I think it's really important. Where, if you can, obviously, you know, it's dependent on whether you can or not. But to, to travel and see other uh, cultures and other places, and my Australian and American friends are like, oh my goodness, you literally, you literally live in the holiday, and yeah. it makes me more. <laughs> and makes me. It makes me appreciate it more. And I think, do you know what? When, you, when you've got. Countries which aren't don't have the, you know, Australia is not the same. It's it's got its own beauties. Obviously, yeah. it's, a, it's a stunning country. But um, yeah, I have Australian friends who are like, oh my goodness, this is, you know, I love seeing all your photos and all that kind of thing.
0: Where's Jude Law when you need him? <laughs>
1: yeah, I know he needs. To, he's still not knocked on my door. or <laughs> found him in a country pub. I know, and I drive, and then I always start to make this. I think they make the connection because I drive a red mini as well, and answers in the red mini when she's driving around I'm like, yeah, that's literally me in the snow. I cannot deal with snow and country lanes when it snowed. When it snowed, I just sat inside. Like, I'm not leaving. I'm not going on those roads. I so, love that. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It is. It is. It, it, I think there isn't other any other country. I mean new zealand again it is yes. stunning and it's it's I and mean, it maybe like on a par but people always say the british countryside is is really up there with its beauty yeah.
0: and in terms of what your business has grown to now what what are, what have mm-hmm. you you know what have you got on your um you know what do you sell through the through your little business so is it it's not just obviously your artwork you've expanded it haven't you
1: Mm. So it started off um, very much stationary, which was um, obviously cards, and I then extended it into notepads. But the the goal is to start doing homewares as well. So I've just um, released my tea towels, which sold out in forty minutes. Again, that that's mind. incredible. People, yeah, yeah. So I did a little. Well, I did a hundred to begin with, just to see how it would how it go, um, and they just went so quickly. Uh, and I released a mug this year, which was very exciting. So it's all um everything has to be made in the uk that's one thing that i i'm very passionate about that it wants to be a british um brand um so i had my mugs made up in stoke-on-trent which was very exciting i got to go to the factory and see them being made um and the tea towels i, I need to double check this and i want to say it's from lancashire oh yeah 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 definitely up north um so yeah the tea towels came from there and then in the future um similar things moving on to kitchenware and that kind of thing and I want to do it slowly though I don't want to sort of just do everything all at once I want to you know do it in a nice I don't know what I'm trying to say there but go slowly I don't want to go too quickly into to everything but um yeah that's very exciting for the future and I'm working with other brands as well so um I was lucky enough to work with, and I don't know if I ever say that. Well, I call them shuffles, but I don't know if they're called shuffle. Is it shuffle or shuffle? Do you know? I mean, potato or potato. Potato. You exactly. yeah so well, I've worked yeah. with brands you know again iconic British countryside brands I've been working with brands like that I've worked with um, a couple of collaboration for Christmas, so hopefully in the future working with other brands yeah, definitely. um I've done some work, done some work for four farmers too um so yeah, very exciting, very excited for the future and seeing how, where doing Lucy takes me, yeah. but um the core values like the core values will always remain, and I think that's what what makes doing Lucy. Dealing me, me.
0: and as well can we just touch on the fact you know as well we look at this in terms of farming as well like there's more women than ever coming into farming and I, although yeah. i know that he's not actually you know out on a farm um in you know in terms of that side of things but actually it's just nice to see women doing amazing setting up their own business like on their own journey mm-hmm. and i think you know i just look at the success that you've had because i have followed you for quite a while now and it's just so, isn't it? Just so nice to see other, other females, yeah, doing well.
1: Yeah, I, I am forever in awe of female farmers and those working in the agricultural sector. I mean, they are they are an inspiration to me as well. And then whenever I see them on Instagram, I'm just like, wow. I again, I could hardly drive a mini let alone drive a combine harvester or a tractor. And um, whenever I have these moments, like if I'm walking through a field and I'm like, I catch myself being a little bit scared about the cows. I'm like, Lucy, have a word with yourself. Think of all those women who are working with these cows day in, day out, and they're not scared. Like you can walk through a field or yeah. I. And it, it makes me so happy as well, because again, it's one of those things which It's not really spoken about females being in um, the agricultural sector. And if I can, through my work, shine a light on it uh, and, you know, say, do an educational piece on it or have, you know, chat with people about females in agriculture, I would because I I can appreciate how it's a very difficult sector and there is a lot of work in the sector to sort of bridge that gap. So if I can in any way, even though I'm just sort of, sat you know, I am doing my art and it's my artwork, if I can um create a smaller gap and you know bring some education to it i will because like i said so many so many inspiring female um farmers out there
0: and i think actually if you just take what you were just saying then as well um you know it can be it can be a difficult industry no matter who you mm. are um and you've obviously used you know your social media presence now to you know expand the discussions that you have as well which is really really keen mm. one of those is mental health mental health yes you know yeah we can't it can't be a taboo subject anymore that like we have to no matter who you yeah. are we have to open up that conversation so i think that's a really important thing that you do in there
1: mm. yeah so um my three core values that like you said well is one's backing british farming and one's removing mental health stigma and the other sustainability removing mental health stigma is is a huge one even though i might not know- It's harder to sort of get it into my work as such, Um, but I am, you know, I I support mental health charities and I do talk openly a lot about it on my stories. And um, unfortunately the two, the backing British farming and the mental health stigma sort of tie together, because again, I'm very aware of the fact that that, um, I think it's one of the worst jobs for suicide rates um, up with, I think it's vets as well. Yeah, so it's a really important one to talk about and to i think keeping the conversation going and if it's whether it's through my art or if it's through a post on instagram or supporting mental health charities um it's incredibly important to to talk about which is why i chose it as a a core value um And again, I mean, I don't know whether in my lifetime, which is a sad fact, it will get any better, but even if it's a tiny amount, then you're doing. Yeah, and I think that sometimes, I think if I'm posting something, which I'm a little bit unsure about, or if I'm talking about something I'm unsure about, I think even if this just helps one person, then then it's worth posting. Um, So yeah, I keep that in mind. No, I have thought as
0: well that, You know, this was, this has nothing to do with, you know, you want to have had this thought, I don't think even when you were drawing it or anything, but you know, if you see an image, for example, of a a farmer, you draw a farmer and it's a background, that's actually how people feel sometimes. It's just you and the Mm -hmm. rest of, you know, this vast area that you have come to, you know, be the
1: um, custodian of. And that can be very, very daunting. Mm. Oh, my goodness. I know. And, and you think, and I have friends, um, you know, they sit in tractors all day long by themselves. It's a very, it can be an incredibly isolating job. Um, and I'm not sure how many other jobs are so dependent on the weather. And the weather is something that we have no control over. So there's no having a job which is so dependent on something that you can't control I can't imagine the stress of that and if it doesn't go in your way I can't imagine how stressful and you know anxiety inducing that is um and it's again it's something that's not spoken about I think we're forever shown in the media these sort of happy farmers who are walking around with a dog and everything's great and it's like okay that's a huge part of it and, we, and, we're, and people are so appreciative of of their jobs and they love it but also there's this flip side this dark flip side which is which is a huge problem that it's very very isolating and maybe that it's it's hard to talk about it's I think you know the stigma for the stigma I think is still very much there it's a it's a really difficult thing to start to address but hopefully through my art i can i can begin but obviously it's not just me there's going to be a lot of work that needs to be done and i know that there's lots of charities as well out there which which support help um, support farmers
0: no i think you're completely right you know everyone has everyone can do a little bit and little bits add up to a lot doesn't it so i think i think you're right if, if mm-hmm. you feel like you can change or help one person i think you, you're doing everything that, mm-hmm. that you can to be honest um, how has Christmas gone for you then? How how have you been? Extremely. We won't we won't talk Christmas. about the, the, the Royal Mail crisis because that is probably just the yeah. biggest stress that you can actually ever think of happening when you've got a business that relies on the mail. Yes. But how how has like uptake been yeah. for for things that you create? Has it been super busy?
1: yeah it has it's been so busy um it's uh, do you know what? christmas is such a funny one for me because i start in july so i start the christmas process in july maybe even before then so it, it sort of yeah it starts very early because i've got to design the products make sure they're all ready to go sent to the printers and then you've got to start talking to the, your wholesalers about them because i have a lot of farm shops um, and i supply lots of uh gift shops and things um and then because you know, really you stop mid-December because of, um, off times. So you've got to start sort of early November, end of October. So I feel like Christmas has been going on for a long time for me, but, um, uh, no, it's been really, really positive. I've managed to get out and do some fairs as well, which is so nice because again, for me, you know, I'm sat at home on my own. I'm isolated really um work alone live alone but being able to go out to these fairs and meet people and just you know meet like-minded people as well it's been yeah really really fun but like you said there's been the blip that is the Royal Mail Strikes but um hopefully that will not be coming with us into the new year um and oh yeah just very excited to be able to not i don't want to say excited to move on from christmas but when you have been doing it for months it's nice to do something different you know get into the spring collection see something start working on something new talk about something else other than wrapping paper and christmas cards i mean you are but, talking yeah. to um i'm gonna i'm
0: gonna put
1: it out there i am a christmas queen i love christmas Oh really oh um, you love it You, i think I don't want to say you're a lover or a hater, but you either get these people who really, really go for it, That's or people me. who aren't as. I'm in fast that camp. <laughs> and really go for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not going to knock anyone like that because obviously I rely on people like that for the yeah. job. So you crack, you carry on if you want to get. Yeah, I do. I, yeah. do, no, I yeah. do really enjoy Christmas. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, just though so. something you said then, you know, you are like you said, you are on your own. How do you, you know, for anyone else, for example, who's got a rural business they've set it up on their own you know it's it's, you're obviously doing something that you absolutely love but how is that how do you handle that pressure of running a business on your own and getting the orders to where they need to be and um, you know all that sort of
1: stuff um lots of like stressed out phone calls to my (laughs) mum but uh otherwise do you know what the and like I said I'm, I'm so lucky that the agricultural community on Instagram is so nice but I'm also so lucky that the small business community is so nice and it doesn't matter whether your business is sort of selling the same thing everybody is so supportive because I think we all know how stressful it can be um so if I've ever put anything out you know on Instagram saying I'm struggling I always get a message from another business or from somebody saying you know I'm here if you want to talk about it I've made so many friends through Instagram and through the the networks and things Um, and every fair I go to I'll meet someone in person with carry on talking so I think it's that it's it's talking to people and I think that's one of the main things with mental health and and any sort of stress I think talking it out is so important and I think people sometimes forget that actually just talking to someone about it and saying, do you know what, I'm really stressed or I'm really worried about this. I think that's that's a huge thing to, to continue with. So, um, yeah, hopefully in the future I'll be able to employ someone. I'd love to get some help. And that's obviously, a, that's a next step. Um, because you can you know, see you kind of hit that mark where it's like, okay, I can't grow anymore more unless I have someone in to help me. But if I have someone in to help me, I need to, it's kind of that, but then I had that with moving out and, and me finding my own studio and, and I've done it for nearly a year now. So yeah, need to just sort of bite the bullet and go for it, yeah.
0: Um, and how, do you find, do you
1: find it quite therapeutic drawing? Well, my work, oh my goodness, yeah. I, when I get into the zone and I'm painting, I love my, it's, a, I think when I tell people what my business is, they often just imagine it to be me painting and designing and creating products when actually that is only about 20% of the work. So when I get to do that 20%, that is I love it it's just you know I can put my music on or put a podcast or something on and I kind of lose myself and I suddenly you know think oh wow like four or five hours have gone um yeah find it so therapeutic and I know lots of people like you said I think you said it as well find it so therapeutic watching it I honestly do yeah (laughs) and it's the same with the calligraphy as well when I do calligraphy people watching me write they say like I love it's so therapeutic to watch so I try and record as much as I can
0: it's such an interesting thing to see grow though because there is a a person in our local area as well who you know so you go Christmas you go and do a wreath making class but actually she does calligraphy calligraphy classes Mm. and I've never ever entertained that idea until I started following people like you and and this uh, this other woman in my area and I'm like that's Mm. what I'm doing next Christmas as an activity with my friends like you know isn't that
1: isn't that amazing yeah yeah and it's again like all these you think of all these creative jobs that people are doing but are we ever told about them or have we spoken about them at school? I, I was, you know, I think when I thought an artist at school, it'd be like, or an illustrator, I certainly only thought that it would be you'd, you're, you know, doing drawings for a child's book, but there is so much more to it. If you want to create a job out of it, you can. And I say that to people, whenever people talk to me about their passions, I'm like, do you know what, if I can do it, almost any like anyone can, you've just got to have that drive. And luckily, I don't know what else I'd be doing with my life. So... I have it so.
0: how long do, does yeah. it take you like on average to cre- like to create a piece um i mean it very much
1: depends what it is um hours i mean the calendar so let's say we talk about the calendar that took me we- weeks not if not months because you had to do 12 individual a4 illustrations but then once i'd done that which could take me almost up to a day for each maybe two days for each illustration the digital side of things which people don't often see putting it together and oh that took so long because you've got to make sure that every margin for the printers is right and then you've got you know you've got to move every day if even if you've created the template from last year you've got to move every day on and make double check that all oh, the, the the dates are right add in things like Um, I've put the king's birthday in this year so that was something else you've got to add in so yeah the calendar was a massive labour of love that was months I think it took me about two months to create but then smaller things it would take one once you've done one illustration um, you can then just get it into the computer and then you can create more products from it so that is the beauty of being able to do Yeah, when you're creating products it's definitely easier so
0: and what about do people come to you to say, you know, we draw, I mean, I know how much farmers and rural people absolutely adore their pets and whatnot. So do you, do you get commissions and things like that?
1: Uh, I do occasionally take on commissions when I have spare time, um, but because the business takes up so much of the time, it's it's not something I get to do as much. But I have done, yeah, I have done a couple of commissions. I tend not to do pets because I find those very very stressful. Yeah. I know that there are lots of um, there are so many other amazing artists out there who do sort of lifelike paintings, yeah, yeah, yeah. whereas I'm much more illustrative. Um, and I would, the idea of creating a drawing of a pet which looks nothing like the pet or you know might upset and then I just yeah <laughs> that's too much stress for me so stay away from that yeah <laughs> yeah stay away from that but there are plenty of other people who do them so I'm like do you know what you can do the pet portraits and I'll I'll do my countryside paintings
0: I think that's really important though actually whether you are you know you starting a small rural business or you're actually looking to diversify mm-hmm. the farm whatever it is that you're doing is you have to know your market and you have to know your strengths yeah. and where you're going to fit into that market to be able to stand out
1: yeah, and I think so. To begin with, the Dino Lucy, it wasn't. It was, it wasn't farming based. It wasn't back in British farming. I just sort of was doing my paintings, and I can't remember when the turning point was. I think it might have been the real sort of snowball was when um, my friend was getting married, and she asked me to illustrate an old vintage tractor, uh, and I illustrated this tractor. Then I put it on my Instagram, and that wow, the vintage tractor just blew up. And I thought, actually, this is. You know, I need to go down that route and see where that goes. And then it kind of just went from there. And I realised, you know, I thought about my connections with farming and my countryside. And I spoke about back British farming and how important it was. And that for people is people are very, very passionate about it for a good reason. Um, and that's where I sort of found my niche, my niche customers. And I'm so glad that I did, because like I said, everyone's always been so supportive and so nice. Um, and I'm really, I'm really happy to be a part of that sort of community, even through my art
0: yeah, you don't really get to find, I say this all the time, but it's so true that the farming community is literally one of the most unique communities that you're ever going to find. Mm. Um, mm. And I'm not entirely sure what it is, but there's such a sense of togetherness that you mm. don't find anywhere mm. else. So, you know, to be part of that is, is, is pretty special, really.
1: Yeah, I think, do you know, I think that might stem from the fact that the majority farmers have grown up in sort of smaller villages and that community in small villages or you know in that those sort of areas is very tight and everyone sort of looks out for everyone it's sometimes a double-edged sword because obviously everybody knows everybody's business but also (laughs) there's always people there there's always people there to help you out and I guess that's just sort of through Instagram and through social media extended to everybody because we have access to everyone but that community feel and that is looking out for each other and, and doing you know, I can come and help you do this or I can kinda help you do that has extended and I think that's probably where it's come from that everyone is just so willing to help and so nice.
0: Yeah. And um, what what is it about what do you love about what you do? What do you what do you you know, what do you get out of it when you Put something together, or send an order, or you see something that you think, oh gosh, this is just this is literally what I need today to be able to create something. What what is it that you love about Doodling Lucy? I think, I think it's
1: the I think it's the feedback I get. I think it's just the nice messages I get and. I, I forget that it's my job sometimes because I, if I want to go out and to take you know a two-hour walk on walk a really nice day, I can then come back and make up the hours elsewhere. You know, I'm not, I'm not answering to anyone, but it also gives me the freedom to, to talk about what I want to talk about or promote what I want to talk about, and you know, every so often I'll get a message from someone and it will just. I'll just go, oh my goodness, I can't believe that this is my job and this is what I'm doing. And Especially with the mental health stuff, that's very, very rewarding. Um, It can be quite full on because I will share something and a lot of people like to share their stories too, which is, You know, I'm I'm very happy for them to do that, but you have to be in the right headspace to be able to read that many messages about something similar. Um, And I put something up about grief and Christmas recently. I did an illustration surrounding grief. Yeah. And that was I made sure that I did that on a day where I felt like I was mentally, you know, on a good level because I knew lots of people would be sharing stories and they did um and somebody said you know is it is it okay if I use this um part of this what I'd written in my mum at my mum's funeral I'm doing a speech and that to me was just I know I was just like oh my yeah I was like of course you can so it's it's that human connection even though I am sat here on my own I still feel so connected to so many people and and the fact that my work is is out there it's crazy I I forget you know I think oh people have got my paintings on their walls like that yes
0: No, still mom, really yeah.
1: mind-boggling <laughs> yeah drinking out of my mug you know or people and it is it, beginning I think one of my goals was that I wanted to become a recognizable brand and I had someone message me the other day saying oh Lucy I had a friend over and they said oh is that a doodling Lucy I think it was a calendar a doodling Lucy calendar oh. and she's like oh yeah and I'm like oh my goodness it's beginning to you know be recognized so there's so many things which I love about my job but I think the connections and and that is one of the main ones
0: are you part of the um, the Artful Farmer's Wife uh, Facebook page? I'm
1: not. What's that? I haven't heard of that.
0: Um, so just let me get it up. The Artful it started basically as obviously there's loads of um, and this is just 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 for you just so you know about it really. Um, mm. I'll get it up now, but it's it's become huge. So it's like almost fourteen thousand members, but it's like a private group, so you just have to get accepted into it, but it's um, it's a place where people, what well, women, women only, mm-hmm. and it was rural women, they kind of
1: come together over art. Oh, okay. Um, and it, no, I haven't. I need to, yeah, I need to see if I can join. Would they let someone who's not a farmer join? Oh, 100%, because, you know, it's
0: about, It's it was originally set up by Beth, who's incredible, and they, it was a chance for, you know, if you're, it's quite... Anyone can be lonely at any time. But as a woman on a farm, if you're not necessarily farming full-time or you're you know, you're kind of in between, you, you're you almost in a limbo sometimes. So it was for, for rural women who had like a craft or had little businesses to kind of come together and feel part of a community. But there's so much... It's so nice to see, like I said before, all these women creating all these things, having these small rural businesses. But yeah,
1: you would get yourself on there because... People are so interested. They are. And it's, the, again, the support side of things, when people are supporting each other. I never I never think of the small business as a competitive, you know, I'm not going to give you my secrets, you're not going to give me... Obviously, there's certain things which you wouldn't necessarily share because you've got to protect your business. But if anyone sort of ask my advice, you know, I'm, I'm always wanting because I want everybody else... There's enough room for everybody. Um, and it's just not, you know, I don't want to be not giving advice and that kind of thing because so many people have also given me advice and so many people have helped me throughout my business I'd love to be able to help other people too
0: thank you so much for listening to this episode of at home with now next month we'll be at home with somebody completely brand new so don't forget to check it out in the meantime head over to the farmer's guardian website to check out more of our over the farm gate podcast episodes that's it from me I hope you enjoyed it and I will see you next month